This is a CBC podcast. Basically, there is white, 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 brown, and darker brown. It's bullshit. This, this is Mike Drop. Mike Drop. It's about us teens and our stories and what we've been through. What we are still going through without any adult interruptions. Testing. Testing. Mike will drop in five, okay. four, um, three, <laughs> two. Drop the mic. <laughs> in this episode of Mike Drop, we are talking about things that just aren't fair. Hi, my name is Ava. I'm 11 years old. I'm in my bathroom right now. I'm getting ready to wash my face because I have acne right now. We're trying to get rid of it as hard as we can, but right now we're just trying a whole bunch of different things, mixing things together, and right now it seems like it's going away, but we're just going to cross our fingers. Okay, so right now I'm going to grab my um, face cleanser, pump one on my hand, rub it in. Run the water. It was like the beginning of grade five when it first started showing up. So like I woke up with like a little like pimple on my chin or something. And it just like every day it would get like more and more and more. Um, And by like the end of grade five, I was just like 15 pimples on my face. Like one day I'd like try and like get rid of them. I would have like a good skin day for like three days in a row. And then it would just like, 15 more would appear and then I would have like 16 and then I'll get 17 or something. I just wanted to stay at home all day. Didn't want anybody to see when I had really bad days. Okay, now that that's done, I am going to move on and get my lotion slash moisturizer. Girls in my class have like said to me like three or four times like about like my acne. Have you been drinking water? Have you been trying this have you trying that like my sister uses this for her acne my sister uses that my brother uses that blah 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 and i've been like i've tried everything what you just said like i do a four step like routine every single day that i got from a dermatologist and they still say things like that and i just find that's not fair me and my friends were sitting like just eating lunch and then one of my friends said, Ava, um, your fate, you're having a bad breakout day. Was did you drink um pop last night or like or Sprite or something like a fizzy drink? And I said, No, why? And she's like, Because you 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 have so much like acne right now. I'm like, Oh, that that's not your opinion to say, but okay. And like I, it was just like they would look at my face, but they wouldn't be looking at my eyes. They would be looking like around my face. A few weeks ago, a like, little boy, I don't know who he was, but he was just like, ew, like, that's gross or something. I'm like, it's just like kind of annoying. And I know they're just like little kids, but like it's still a message. And like little kids, they just speak the truth. I want people to understand that I do have acne and I know I have acne. They don't need to mention it out to me that I have. It's just, I don't like it when they do it and I just want people to get the message. After a while, it just like starts hurting my feelings. So we've just used two steps and now we are going to be using Tactopump and it's like a moisturizer, 
I rub it on the places where I have zits or pimples or acne. Some people are lucky and they don't get scars or anything. Unlike me, I have lots of scars on my face right now. So they do look like acne, the scars, but there's not, there's like no bumps. It's just like red dots or purple or blue dots or something. Since I'm going to high school next year, I'm nervous for like picking on people and stuff like that, like picking on me for my acne. I don't really know because I've never been to high school, but it's just nerve wracking. I have one last step to do, and this is just an oil. So I rub it on my whole face. And this just helps the dryness, but it doesn't make it feel like you can't move your face. And it doesn't make your face People think I'm a boy because I have, you know, short hair and I wear, you know, quote unquote, what boys usually wear in society. My name's Melissa. I'm 13 years old. Um, I go to a private high school that has uniforms. Uh, I'd say my style is I'm pretty masculine. I don't look like a lot of girls in my grade. Um, I'm Oh, yeah, I'm also um, a girl that's gay in Montreal. I used to wear the school uniform pants. My pants plus my short hair you know, signaled to people that I was a boy, which I'm not. So when I had to go to the bathroom, I would go in the bathroom. And I, at first, it was just like some weird looks that I would get. And then I remember there was this one time when I was, I went into the bathroom and this, this uh, grade 10 girl actually came up to me and pushed me out of the bathroom and told me to go to the boys' bathroom. I looked at her and I was like, wait, do you think I'm a boy? And she's like, yeah, but she, thought, she, she really thought that. So I had to go get one of the, one of the teachers to like, deal with this because I couldn't go to the bathroom with this girl there. The teacher like told the girl the, the girl's like you know Melissa isn't not a boy she can go to the bathroom when she wants. So that kind of like made me scared after that to go into the bathroom. So it would be annoying because like if I did blow my nose I couldn't really get a tissue because there were girls in the bathroom right. I would ask one of my friends can you get a tissue like for me because I don't want to go in the bathroom and so that they actually like brought me and like they, they like protected me in the bathroom they're like okay, this girl, she's not a boy. She's allowed in the bathroom. And you know, people didn't like mess with me because I was with people, right? But I would only go in the bathroom when I was with people. I wouldn't go in there alone. It was hard because I wouldn't be able to concentrate because I really, I really had to pee. But I wouldn't go to the I would refuse. I was like, no, I'm not going to the bathroom. I didn't want to get pushed out. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to get teachers involved. I would wait until I got home and I would go to the bathroom at home. I had a friend last year and she was a really good friend and um, she invited me to her house one day. So I went to her house and I was I was trying to act polite and I thought I was doing a really good job. I thought I was like engaging in conversation normally. And so I was like, I went home that day and it was totally fine. And then my friend calls me on FaceTime and she's like, what did you do to my parents? And, like, what? and I was I was confused, like, what are, you, what are you talking about, you know? And they were saying that, that I was like a bad influence on her and that I was very rude and I was I was I was I was mad because I was like I wasn't rude I don't remember being rude I don't know what they were talking about and a few weeks later she calls me again and she asked me if I wanted to come to her birthday party and I'm like oh yeah sure that's that sounds good and I as so I asked her what do you want for your birthday and she said I, I want a flannel and I'm like, like a flannel shirt I want a men's flannel from like a thrift store or whatever 
And so I got her that because that's what she wanted. That's what she asked me to get her. And um, so, I, you know, I got to her house that day. And we, we were having fun. And then, you know, it was present time. She, so she opened my present. And um, her parents were there. And they, were, they seemed like they were, like, forcing a smile. Like, they were just, they, were, they seemed fake. They seemed like fake people right there. Because they, they looked like they were, like, grimacing, but they were trying to smile. And so I didn't really think much of it. And then, you know, my friend calls me again that night, and she's like, I overheard your, my parents talking about you, like, in a terrible way. And so apparently they were like, well, the first thing they said it was, like, that I was influencing their daughter to be transgender with a men's flannel because it was from the men's section. But I was like, but you asked for that. And so, and her parents must have what she asked for. So I was like, that's what you want. I didn't, like, get you much flannel because I wanted you to be a boy. That makes no absolute sense at all. They were saying, like, why are you friends with this girl? She's, she's like, a bad influence on you. She can influence you to, to do weird things. She's like, you know, she's definitely a lesbian. Like, she's, she, she, she could, like, you know, is she, like, she, does, she, does she like you like that? Like, you don't know. Like, you, you got to be careful around her. She knew that I was gay, and she was fine with it. She's, like, so she was defending me, and her parents knew that she, that she was defending me, and, like, she was, you know... She was getting mad at them because they were being so rude and mean to me. I think one of the reasons that they were so against it was because they were a very, very um, religious family. I think that played into um, why they didn't like me or the idea of me or the daughter being gay. Um, it was this mindset that they had, of, like, just because I seemed to be gay to them, that their daughter was automatically going to be. But that's not how it works. Like... This is not. That's not right. Like it's scientifically proven that you're born the way you are, and you can't be like influenced into it or anything like that. So they were just. It. It was just what they were thinking, um, which was wrong. It just sucks that I had to stop talking to her for that reason. Really, um, I wish we could keep being friends. People think that you know adults are fine, but I think we still need like people to educate adults on things that are changing in the world. And so I think that, you know, people think that, you know, no, adults are fine. We don't need to teach them anything anymore. They're like, they, you know, they've gone through college and everything. But I think there, there still needs to be, like, centers for adults to ask questions, not, not just their kids. If a parent has negative thoughts, I think they're going to pass them on to their kids. So I think that kids have to have a more independent mind. And I know that obviously if it's a young kid, this is not gonna, that's not gonna happen. But um, I think, you know, once they get older, that kids start thinking for themselves instead of always believing every single thing their parents say about the world. Because sometimes, sometimes they're not correct. Like if, if you're the kid of like a KKK member or leader, obviously what they're saying isn't right. So you can't, you can't just, you know, believe that, you know, blindly, you have to kind of think about it and challenge their beliefs. We're in a makeup store right now. So I'm standing in front of a bunch of foundation bottles and I'm looking for my shade. My name is Whitney, I'm 18 years old and I love doing makeup. I used to have a light-skinned best friend and like everybody would like always be like going crazy over her and like I wouldn't get jealous of her but it was like when I got told one time to my face that she's more beautiful than me the guy was like look at her and they're like what happened to you and I was like 
what do you mean what happened to me like and then like I pretend I was fine obviously I went home and I cried but like yeah it was really hard I would say like this wouldn't even work for me and I'm not like it's not dark enough it's like they just grab a bunch of brown shades throw in a little bit of orange and put it on the shelf I would see like jokes on um, Twitter and Instagram about like dark skinned women being compared to like roaches and like toads and like I would do all these things like bleach my hair, I would wear lighter colors on my skin tone, I would like do a lot of foolishness to like try to be lighter. I literally got called the n-word by a black man that was lighter than me. He came off of the train, I was sitting down on the platform waiting for my friend, and he took a picture of me. So I'm like, excuse me sir, could you please delete that picture? Did you just take a picture of me? And he was like, he instantly got aggressive. He started screaming at me, you should be grateful that I want to take your picture, you should be thankful. This is the problem with the dark-skinned women, you never appreciate when someone finds beautiful. He called me the N-word, called me it more than once. He called me more than two times, he called me more than three times, and it was really frustrating for me. I've been called this word over the internet and stuff like that, but I've never been called this in real life. And for the first time in my life when I got called the N-word, it was by another black man, and I was like, are you serious? And I started crying like crazy. I couldn't get to my destination that I was going with my friend. We were about to go and have a good time. And it just ruined it because I started crying and I had to go back home and I just felt like complete trash after. Um, when I had just started high school, I was doing makeup because I felt like I was really insecure and ugly like without it. Maybe in grade 11, Ish, I started realizing that like my skin tone is beautiful and I realized that um, in the way that I do my makeup it made me feel more confident and I use makeup as like a way of displaying how I'm feeling in the moment how I'm feeling through the day so if I'm in a down mood I'm gonna go to my vanity and I'm gonna put on my makeup I can make my lips purple or blue or like gray whenever I feel like it and like do I want to be Rihanna today do I want to be Beyonce it depends which foundation I'm gonna wear which is like really bad because I should really just try to be myself but it's just like lots of fun for me to like sing and stuff yeah okay let me count this out there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve shades. Of those twelve shades, I don't even know how I can make this work. The undertone is just like, no. When you're going in to find makeup and you can't and you can't find something for your complexion, you think back to all those negative things that were said about you, and you're like, shit, maybe that was true. You know, you're like, maybe I'm not beautiful enough or maybe I'm not worth enough for them to make um, to make complexion products that suit my skin tone it's okay Whitney don't cry about it it's fine just go to this brand they cater to you you want to be giving your money to them you know so it's something that I love doing and I'm okay with giving my money to the right people in order for me to do it Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful range. I love this so much, like, it's gorgeous. Even the concealers are just versatile as F. Like, look at this. Basically, like a skin tone color wheel. It goes from the darkest of the dark. I could contour with this, 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 this. This is my actual shade right here. This is what I'm wearing right now, because I love it. Yeah, this is just really rare. 
I've never seen like anybody drop this many shades for darker skin tones. It's an even amount of skin tones for everybody. Don't let people push you around, don't let people tear you down because they feel like you're too dark to do this, too dark to say that, too dark to want this for yourself. You have to realize that you are valid and you're worth a lot and you get to decide how you want to live your life and what you want to do for yourself. Mic Drop is produced in Montreal by Sherry OKK and Carrie Haber. Associate producer on the series is Jess Shane with editing and mixing by Crystal Duhame. Look for CBC Mic Drop on Instagram and wherever you listen to podcasts. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.